We're in business to save the planet, and we use making clothes to do that. For over 45 years, Patagonia has committed to taking responsibility for their impact on the environment by pioneering sustainable practices and inspiring other businesses to do the same. The cure for depression is action. Every one of us has to step up and do what you can according to what your resources are. Patagonia, in business to save our home planet. Join us. You're listening to The Dirtbag Diaries, a production of Duct Tape Thin Beer, with additional support from Kuat Racks, Because You Love Your Bike, and Kicking Horse Coffee. Wake up and kick ass. Yo, Fitz. What's up, Cordelia? What was the first year of big ideas you ever made? I don't remember. <laughs> I think it's I think it's been that long. But we've I know we've made one every January and I I think this is probably number 12 or 13. Why did you decide to make an episode about people's goals for the new year? That is actually a question I totally can answer with certainty. Uh intellectually I I will be unequivocal about this. I think that New Year's resolutions suck. <laughs> They're they are completely backwards. Like okay, so here it is. So like typically somebody identifies some part of their life or their personality, physical features that they don't like, right? They pick something out and then they resolve to fix it. Basically, people identify something that is wrong with them and then vow to spend the entire year working on that flaw. And then everyone's like mystified by the fact that they quit three weeks later because they've just been forced to think about the thing that they suck at for three weeks. Like it doesn't make any sense. It's like think about the part of yourself you don't like every day or the part of yourself that holds you back or the traits that you might be genetically inclined towards. Think about those things and try to do something about it even though it probably won't work. Nobody's going to sign up for that. It's rooted in negativity. I never liked it. So when I think back to 12 or 13 years ago, whatever it is. You'll probably tell me at some point. Um, and correct me, because you always do. Damn you, Cordelia. <laughs> okay, just keep going. <laughs> uh, anyway, when I think back to 12 or 13 years ago, um, for me at that time, self-doubt was a complete constant. I mean, I started this podcast. I was working on building a business. There was a lot I was bad at. It. There was some I was good at. But I really felt like I was in way over my head a lot of times. And I needed positivity. So I would try to set goals that played to my strengths, whether it was about climbing or being outdoors or the creative endeavors I was working on. And some years I would achieve those goals and some years I didn't. And I knew that other people in our community were doing that. And so I started the show because I wanted people to share that. I wanted people to understand that they were part of something bigger and that they weren't just alone and that there was a way to think positively versus thinking about resolving something that was wrong with you. Hmm. So do you feel like most people that make goals on the show stick to them? Uh, I think some probably failed. I think probably some succeeded. And I hope that everyone strived. Cordelia. You made a, a goal. I remember these I things. Know. Cordelia, you made a goal a few years ago. How did um, how did you with that one? Uh, well, it's kind of a funny story. Okay, let's hear it. So a couple of years ago in 2018, I made this lofty goal to discover the same sense of adventure I find in the mountains, but in the city. And did you? Well, to be honest, I kind of forgot about the goal. 
<laughs> that's that's exactly what I had in mind when I set out to to create this show. Good job, Cordelia. <laughs> All right. Well, I was busy and I discovered some great mountain bike trails that were distinctly not in the city. But then just a few weeks ago, I was reading through all the short submissions for this year, and I came across one by a guy named Dylan, and this is how it started. I was on the DC Metro contemplating my fate. One hand steadied my bike, the other held a handrail, while both ears caught a can-do montage courtesy of the Year of Big Ideas from a few years back. So I kept reading. Dylan described how Metro shut down the line he rode to get to work every day, which was super inconvenient because he didn't own a car. So he pondered his options, asked to borrow a friend's car or hodgepodge bus routes together in a lengthy commute, walk, Uber. Every option seemed annoying at best. And then someone's goal on the year of big ideas jumped out at him. To find the same sense of adventure that I do in the mountains in the city. Is that Dylan? That's Dylan. And that was my goal. What? <laughs> okay, so right after he heard my goal, Dylan decided to bike to work both ways all summer long. The ride was 11 miles one way, so he figured 1,000 miles would get him to Labor Day. Suddenly, he didn't have a problem. He had a goal. So did you totally freak out when you read this short? Oh, I totally freaked out, and I called him. Hi, Cordelia. Hey, Dylan, how are you? Good, how's it going? Good, good. Dylan had biked to work a handful of times because it was downhill but he'd always taken the metro back. The moment his adventure became novel was the first day he biked home after work. I remember I got out of my office with my bike and was like ready to go and actually like didn't know where I was supposed to go because some of the roads that I have to take to get to the office are one-way roads. And so, so I immediately realized like I need to look and see what the actual route is. He looked over the map and then started pedaling. Oh, it was totally exhilarating. It was kind of discovery. I went through thinking like I knew this space really well and then being confronted with the fact that I didn't. And there was so much more to see to it. The spaces he'd bike past in the morning shifted in the evening light. In the place of children laughing at the park, adults exercised after work. Where a PE class played soccer in the morning, a pickup football game kicked off in the waning light. It was fun to be out during the golden hour. The city took on a different color and a different look. You kind of had like the oranges and pinks peeking out over the water when I was crossing it. And just a different bustle. I think people in the morning are a little bit more in, I need to get to work mode. And the ride home is a little bit more leisurely. Dylan made a spreadsheet to track his miles. He dialed his route and his quick wardrobe changes before work. He lucked out with flat tires, only one all summer, and made steady progress towards his 1,000-mile goal. I definitely felt like the whole summer was like, I don't know, crusade's not the right word, but my personal like thing. And so when you get into that mode with, I think, a project or you know, something you're working on, I think you can kind of like lose sight of the bigger picture a little bit, or you can lean into like this persona that you'd created for yourself. And I definitely did that. I was riding in and like cut off shirts and a bathing suit some days because I wanted it to dry quick enough that I could use it again in the evening. And I wore my chacos the whole time and I was like covered in sweat when I'd get to the office. And I just looked ridiculous. I mean, we have a pretty casual office here where I work. But even with that, like, 
it looked weird for me to be walking into the office with my bike and out of breath and huffing and sweaty. It was something that I was doing to feel better about my body, and but I, I definitely came across as like a little bit of a lunatic. Dylan hit his goal in mid-August. He celebrated with a well-deserved donut at the 1,000-mile mark. When the metro reopened a few weeks later, Dylan left his trusty bike at home for the first time in months and descended again into the arteries of the DC subway system. The morning ride was really great. I was able to start doing some prep and like kind of start thinking about the day and you know I could take notes and I had printed some stuff out and was making some edits and things like that. The ride back though was kind of interesting because I was standing on the metro platform and I remember thinking this would actually be like a really nice night to ride back. The sun was starting to set and it wasn't particularly hot out and you could tell there was still like a good 45 minutes or an hour of sunlight and I knew I'd be able to make it home and the elements were really great for it and here I was hopping on this metro car and taking it underground instead and so that didn't feel particularly awesome. Dylan, you did so much better with my goal than I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the idea like really resonated with me that there is this very big, fun, adventurous playground um, in this space that I think I was kind of taking for granted. So much of my commute when I'm on the metro was cutting through the city, boring through it like a termite. And so to be in a position where I'm at street level and taking all of that in and seeing the bustle of it was awesome, but then also to cross over into Virginia and be on trails and have the river running alongside me and the breeze and the gnats, which were, of, of course, kind of frustrating at times when I'm biking and my, ma- and my mouth is open. But to have all of that stuff going on as kind of a daily reminder of how much wondrous space there is around me was pretty cool. Cordelia, are you re-inspired to chase after that goal that you originally laid out and then completely ignored? <laughs> well, when you put it like that, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm totally re-inspired. And maybe it just took knowing that I wasn't doing it alone, like you said earlier. But that's kind of the way that inspiration works, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think it is. I mean, I think we are human. We feed off each other's ambitions and adventures and stories about other people's doing what they want to do with their lives, that inspires us to grow and challenge ourselves in ways that we couldn't really do alone. And sometimes give us the kick in the pants we need to go for our own goals. Today, we present our annual Year of Big Ideas, where every January, our community comes together to dream big. Whether it's your goal or a complete stranger's, you might learn something from it. And who knows, it might even come full circle. I'm Fitzka Hall. And I'm Cordelia Zars. You're listening to the Dirtbag Diaries. 
In 2020, I'm looking forward to exploring my new backyard, using human-powered transport whenever possible. I'm doing this to reduce my carbon footprint and to really get to know the mountains and valleys surrounding my new home. Specifically, this winter, I plan to fat bike all the winter bike trails in the valley in one push, starting and ending at my front door. This is part of a larger project that I'm calling Every Single Trail. Every Single Trail is inspired by Ricky Gates' Every Single Street project, where he ran every single street in San Francisco. You can't protect something you don't understand, and you won't if you don't care. So in 2020, with the help of Google and other organizations, I look forward to continuing to develop the Kids Speak for Parks virtual reality curriculum. These VR park excursions will be free for school kids to experience the beauty of our national parks and advocate on their behalf. Also, in 2020, as a newly appointed Buddy Bison Ambassador, I hope to support the National Park Trust to inspire other children to get outdoors and have fun. Our first goal is to go on more of our mountain adventures with our nieces, nephews, siblings, and parents. Our second goal is to explore at least one country we've never been to. Our third goal is to work hard in our careers in such a way that will help create positive change in the world. Keep the rust off. I want to keep my mile time down during this off season, but that means running on the dreaded treadmill or in the snow. Stop trying to drag people around with me. Just go do the things I want to do, even if that means I have to go do them alone. I want to kayak the Cuyahoga River from the beginning to the end. In 2020, I will compete in a mountain running race between 15 and 25 kilometers in five different European countries. I would like to learn conversational Slovenian. I want to be able to communicate in the country I currently live in. And I want to be able to converse, not just order a beer, order a coffee, or use curse words. And I would like to write more letters and improve my handwriting. To get married, I'm pretty excited about that. We're supposed to get married in July, and that should be pretty easy to do. If anything goes wrong there, it's going to be a bummer if I can't complete that goal. Goal number two is completing uh, my first feature-length documentary film. Goal three, I've got a bike ride with some buddies coming up that I'm excited about between Zion and Moab. My first goal is to continue to introduce our 16-month-old son to exploring and adventuring outside. My second goal is to smile more and laugh more. And my third goal is um, to try to live more in the present. I want to focus on the basics here at home, looking after my health, doing what makes me happy, and reconnecting with friends and family. In terms of the outdoors, I've always been driven to do intense hikes all over the world. But I think this year, I'd like to explore a little closer to home perhaps the islands off the coast of Scotland, or maybe a long hike along England's rugged coastline. And finally, maybe submitting another story to the Dirtbag Diaries. Who knows, maybe this time about my adventures braving the cold and the drizzle in the Scottish wilds. After 10 years of an open invite from my friends, I'm finally going to go skiing with them in Japan. We finally bought a camper, so this summer we're going to take a sabbatical and travel with the family through the mountains to see old friends and new clients. We're gonna pack up everything we own 
and I'm going to move my family and my new creative agency out of the city so that we can be closer to the trailheads, have a better quality of life, and have more mountains in our life. I want to learn to read. I want to learn to do more skiing tricks by myself. I want to watch watch the sun set and the sun rise. We got more goals coming for you. I get challenged to a beatdown. We'll see who wins. Coming up after the break. Support for the Diaries comes from the good people at Patagonia. They've just re-released their award-winning film, Damn Nation. The documentary explores the shift in perspective from viewing big dams as engineering wonders towards the growing awareness that our future is closely tied to the health of our rivers. Directors Ben Knight and Travis Rummel deliver a thought-provoking film. It's awesome and funny. Katie Lee is my favorite part of it. Watch Damnation for free on Patagonia's YouTube channel or at patagonia.com slash films. Enjoy. Additional support for the diaries comes from Kicking Horse Coffee. Their founders dreamed of waking up the world with 100% organic, 100% fair trade coffee. So they roasted small batches of beans in their garage and hand-delivered coffee from the back of a station wagon. 20 years later, the garage is a little bit bigger and there's a lot more beans, but King Horse Coffee remains committed to the same good values. Dream, then do. Find it at Amazon or kickinghorsecoffee.com. And support comes from Kuat Racks, who have been with us for over a decade. Kuat began as an idea for a better way to transport bikes in 2008 and has evolved into a thriving company that creates high-end and awesomely engineered hitch racks, roof racks, and accessories that push the envelope of innovation. Kuat, because you love your bike. So I'm turning 40 this year, gulp. I'm going to speak with my father for the first time in 30 years, so that's kind of a biggie. I'm going to ride my bike to work 50 times. I got told that I shouldn't ever run again this year after knee surgery, and I just want to have this outlet for everyday exercise in town. I want to spend less time on Instagram. I spend a lot of time looking at super cute small animals, And so instead of doing that, I'm going to draw an animal a day because they're cute. They make me happy. I learn something about them. And because I can, I really like to draw. I've been working on a writing project aimed to inspire people to move more the way we are made to move for years. And I've let too much dust settle. I want to prioritize and protect more time for 15-mile walks that hold the hand of this Ways of Walking writing project. 
In 2019, I allowed my deep artist to move more boldly alongside all aspects of my intrinsic path's work, walking inner freedom, nature wisdom, human dignity. In 2020, I want to name and reach my goal of 250 plus members, patrons, supporters, lovers, beloveds, to feel even more free to create in the ways I know I'm made to create. I walked the pilgrimage to Santiago de Compostela in Spain in 2014 for my 50th birthday. I think this is the year to go back and this time walk the 500 mile journey to honor the friends I've made at Parkinson Voice Project who struggle with walking, talking, and the other effects of Parkinson's disease. In 2020, I hope to see more clearly, follow God more nearly, and love more dearly. One of my big goals for 2020 is to push my climbing grade even higher. I want to dedicate myself to riding again. I feel like when my life gets busy, that's the first thing to get sidelined, and I don't want that to happen because it's important to me. The last thing I want to do is paddle the Rio with my brother. It's this trip we've talked about even before my mom got sick, and after that happened, we kind of put it on the back burner, and it's just been burning at the back of our minds ever since, and I feel like 2020 is the year that we can actually make it happen. To go mountain biking and backcountry skiing in the same day, to take our two little boys uh, bikepacking for the first time, and to write more. More jokes, more songs, more stories, publish more, just write more. This winter, I'm going to spend two weeks backpacking in the Aysen region of Patagonia. On this trip, I want to do something I've never done before while traveling. I want to keep a daily journal so I can write the story of each day when I return. 2020 will be the year that I finally leave the career that I've chipped away at building since that first internship almost a decade ago. I want to be gentle and kind to myself along the way. And this time around, I don't want to settle for what I think I should do or what other people think is right. Instead, I want to make choices that are grounded in what feels true to who I am. My first goal is Freedom Seat USA, to ride a tandem across USA to raise awareness and funds for victims of human trafficking. My goal number two would be to publish a book recording the kindness stories from the open road from around the world. And number three would be to take my parents to New Zealand and give them a tour of the real Middle Earth. This spring, I'm planning to kayak the Suwannee River from the source in Georgia all the way to the Gulf of Mexico. And then I'm heading west to do an all women's paddling trip across Lake Powell. And then after that, we are continuing on in our quest to take our Winnebago around the world and are headed to South America and Antarctica in the fall. I get out a ton these days, but tend to stay pretty close to home. In 2020, I plan on using kayaking and mountain biking to explore some landscapes and communities that are new for me. On the home front, I hope to help my two kids explore the outdoors on their own terms and at their own cadence. And for work, my goal this next year is to help more leaders and in the outdoor community build power and wield it confidently so they can help set the conservation agenda for the places that they love.
This year, my family and I have decided to do something completely different for our New Year's resolutions. Instead of setting goals exclusively for ourselves, we agreed to set challenges for each other and one for ourselves. The challenge given to me by my little sister was uh, to complete the first draft of a story I'm writing. The second goal, which I gave myself, had to do with songs. I have to learn five songs on the ukulele and five songs on the piano. I'm gonna wake up before my sister for 30 days because I don't always wake up at a reasonable time. In 2020, I have been tasked with a couple of goals. The first is to draft a business plan uh, by the end of the year. This is given to me by my oldest daughter. My youngest daughter uh, asked me to read Percy Jackson series, and then she will provide a quiz at the end of the year by which I have to pass by receiving 80% or higher. My younger daughter has challenged me to read all seven Harry Potter books and pass a basic wizarding knowledge test. My older daughter, who is a vegetarian, has challenged me to be a vegetarian for six months. No breaks. I'm going to climb Humboldt, which is a 14er in Colorado with my dad. And every day for two months, I'm going to say what I'm proud of. If we complete our individual challenges by the end of 2020, we get prizes that we pick for ourselves. If we all complete all of our challenges by the end of 2020, we'll get to go on an epic family adventure somewhere incredible. Do one of my favorite outdoor sports in a new recreation area. Release an audio story that I've been thinking about slash sort of working on for about two years. Give more of my time to a nonprofit organization. I've Nordic skied and raced all my life. It's my happy place. It's why I love winter. But this year, I want to continue to challenge myself to push beyond my comfort zone and try new things. I want to get some skimo gear, skin up a mountain, and ski down. My goal is to go down a. Mama, what is it called? Disco. Disco with no hardest and to key down with no fall. My goal is to jump a 360 on skis. My goal for 2020 is similar to the same goal that I had for 2019. My goal for 2019 was to run a mile as fast as I could and it didn't happen. Another goal for 2020 is to do a bikepacking trip with two of my girlfriends from college. I want to be doing more multi-day rafting trips where you are in some whitewater fits. I want to see the rock climber go down some whitewater multi-day river trips with you guys. Finish the damn sauna. <laughs> it's been so many years and it needs to be done. How many years? Have I don't even want to say. I don't know and I don't want to say. But it needs to it needs to it needs to get completed. What about you, Fitz? Oh, funny you should ask, Tap. My goal is to do the thing I've failed at for like three years. I just haven't stuck my goal in the last few years of, of sort of this idea of being mediocre at a lot of things. I wanted to do a big run, a big ski, a big bike ride, and a big climb. So this year I'm going to make it happen. I learned how to play the piano last year, and I want to 
want to write music for the Dirtbag Diaries. And Whitewater. And Whitewater, where I make Jen laugh because I suck at rowing. Thank you, Dylan Lewis, for sharing your story. And thank you to everyone who shared an awesome goal with us this New Year's. You all keep us going. Music today from Kai Engel, Publish the Quest, Bradley Carter, Ken Christensen, and Brendan O'Connell. Tracks are courtesy of Free Music Archive or from the artists themselves. Jacob Bain and Nice Kodo composed our theme song. You can find the links to the artists at our website, dirtbagdiaries.com. This episode was produced by Cordelia Zars, Becca Cajal, and me, Fitz Cajal. You have been listening to the Dirtbag Diaries. Happy New Year. Thank you for tuning in. Good luck on those goals. Go get them. So apparently some of the Cajals are better goal achievers than others. Wiley, our littlest, whose goal was to ski off the beginner lift without a harness and no falls, he stuck his goal two days later. I guess that means it's time to get cracking. Happy New Year, everyone.